you know, the more you dig into this stuff, the more upsetting it gets. So, I gave this talk only once before, about two weeks ago, and I approached the black community. I'd like to just talk straight and openly. I was well aware as a physician that African Americans and other black and brown minority persons had a natural antipathy towards vaccines. And I wanted to give them the science behind it, so I ended up digging deeply into that issue. So let me share some things that I knew some of these things, but I did not know most of these things prior to this year. Many of you in the room, I'm sure, have heard of the Tuskegee experiments. We all know that, okay? But there's a lot more than that. I was, I was curious as to why the antipathy was so strong. So let me give you some examples of where vaccines have gone wrong for black and brown people. So with the rubella vaccine, race and ethnicity were shown to affect the antibody responses like at a higher level than compared to Europeans. With the measles virus, I think many people in this room, um, they also had that same experience. With pertussis, it was also the same. With the inuit, they also had the same problem with the measles. Haemophilus influenza also had the same difference in their response. And the hepatitis vaccine also had a similar different response amongst races, specifically white boys were 64% less likely to have autism diagnosis relative to non-white boys when they gave the hepatitis vaccine to babies. Now, literally as a physician, I did not know this, right? Here we have examples, well-documented in the scientific literature, of six different vaccines that were affecting people differently based on their races. Now, why is this important? Because when you read the language that the government is putting out about how to prioritize the vaccine, the experimental biological agent, they are making an overt and covert attempt to push this heavily on blacks and browns. I'm going to give you some specific language because it is just shocking. Just bear with me one moment. Okay, the CDC is telling the public at large that getting an experimental vaccine is a good thing, but it's additionally telling black people that getting the vaccine is racial justice and it's an advantage. Now, this is from the centerforhealthsecurity.org Interim Framework for COVID-19 Vaccine Allocation and Distribution in the US. This is the government's words is that getting the vaccine early is social justice, racial justice. And I just have to say, as a scientist, I found it bizarre that we're talking about racial justice. Either something works scientifically or it doesn't. There might be racial differences in terms of dosages. We've seen that now in the prior six. But how is it racial justice to sign up first for an experimental biological agent that we don't know? <laughs> You know, in the same, in this, I believe it's the same document, yes, in the exact same document, they say, the ultimate safety of an approved vaccine is not knowable 
Until it has been administered to millions of people, it is possible that certain adverse effects may occur more frequently in certain population subgroups, which may not be apparent until millions are vaccinated. Pharmacovigilance track and trace systems will provide critical information that will inform adjustments to the, to the allocation. That literally is in the same document as let's give it to black folks first. I, I, you know, you can't even make this stuff up. <laughs> so um, they also said that, so it was our words, the most disenfranchised members of society are to be vaccinated first. Their words, quote, racial and ethnic minorities, tribal, incarcerated, rural, disabilities, underinsured, people who work in school settings and nurses, and we must prioritize blacks and Latinos to reflect fairness and justice. Now, I, I just find this so incredibly offensive. We know exactly who falls from COVID-19. It's nursing home patients, it's people with 2.6 comorbidities per person is, is average. People over 75 or living in nursing homes, this is who should get the vaccine first if you believe the vaccine is safe and effective. That's it. And I feel very offended on this because, you know, the people who they're gonna target first, honestly, are my friends, which are all the black nurses that I work with in the ERs because I've spent my whole career in the inner city. And so they're all being told, you gotta line up, you gotta take this. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're about 45 years old, 50 years old, you know, you're in good health, you're working every day. Why should you be prioritized? There's no actual increased risk to the healthcare worker. There, it, the risk, we know who it is. It's the 80-year-old woman who's living in a nursing home, or man who's living in a nursing home, who's got bad heart, bad lungs, you know, diabetes especially, obesity is a big deal. Those people are at high risk, okay? It's not your 45-year-old nurse. It's not your 35-year-old cop, okay? And, and any other discussion I find very disingenuous. Now, in case you didn't you know, believe that, you, you went further into these documents and you find the language that like, they talk about targeting the black community by understanding their, their quote-unquote vaccine hesitancy based on these prior issues with prior vaccines in Tuskegee. But they have like actual policies. They say this is from hhs.gov, Strategy for Distributing COVID-19 Vaccine. They say we have to focus on targeting key populations and communities to ensure maximum vaccine acceptance. And they talk about, and they quote the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation about how to manipulate the media and silence opposition to it. And then they put very you know, famous, handsome you know, celebrities saying that they're gonna take the vaccine, Obama being one of them. And it's very clear, it's just very, very clear what's going on. So I say to you as a scientist, do you want to be first? If you want to be first to volunteer yourself for track and trace system, enrolling yourself into a medical trial, I don't think I explained that clearly. Let me back up for one second. You, if you take the vaccine, you're being enrolled in a pharmacovigilance tracking system. It means you've enrolled yourself in a medical trial, which is fine if you are to be a good-hearted individual, very altruistic, and you want to enroll yourself into a medical trial, Fantastic. I can tell you as a physician, very, very few people do that. Okay? But if you want to do that, that's fine. But you, most people are not aware that that's what they're doing. This pharmacovigilance tracking system tracks you for two years. It's set up by the Department of Defense. It was handed off to Oracle and Google to, to put the data together. How is it that people want to sign up for this system on an experimental, and how is giving it to black people fair racial justice? I don't know. Maybe someone smarter than me can figure that out. Um, I also, 
it also put into, once I started reading these documents about, about what I thought was just pure racism in these documents, it kind of made it clearer to me why we were hearing so much about racial issues with COVID-19. In my experience as an ER doctor, I didn't see any real racial issues at all. We saw white people, Latino people, um, black people, every, you know, people got it. Basically, if you were old and frail and you got it, you know, you were sick. But I never really saw a racial difference, and that's not true. There are other things, obviously, that have racial differences. So I remember thinking, this is weird. You know, AOC would get forward and say, oh, well, you know, it's really bad against black people. This is terrible, and it's discrimination and all that. Here's what I want to say to that. It's true that in, there are many areas where black people were disproportionately affected by COVID-19. So an example I like to use was in New Orleans, Louisiana, where blacks made up 31% of the population, but they made up 70% of the people admitted to the hospital with COVID-19. So on the left, they were saying this was because of racism. But when you look at the data, there does not yet appear, and I think never will appear, to be an independent race, to be an independent risk factor, right? We know what makes people really sick. It's diabetes and obesity primarily, and then you know, other serious medical problems. Now, also living in a very crowded area, working in a very crowded area. The reason I don't think this is ever gonna be shown to be a race problem, race problem, is things that you just know by common sense. One is, it's been all over the world, all races. Okay, we can just start with that. Second is in areas of the world where people are, have those high individual risk factors like diabetes or obesity and other illnesses and the group risk factors such as living and working in tight quarters it's not black people that get it at a worse rate it's those people in those situations so in louisiana it was black people but in the uk it was middle eastern and east asian in other words the people living in those crowded dense areas that had diabetes those are the people it didn't matter what the race was it just mattered if you if you had those individual or group risk factors and of course, the irony of saying that this is really a racial problem is looking at the continent of Africa. For those of you who don't know it, the one continent that's been spared is Africa, except South Africa, but the rest of Africa is, you know, the death rates, you know, in Africa are extraordinarily low. For those of you who don't know this or haven't followed me yet on Twitter or at America's Frontline Doctors, there's a lot of videos. One of my favorite is a talk we gave on Sub-Saharan Africa because people just don't know this. So in America, the death rates are in the like 800 range per million. In India, the death rates are around, if, I might be slightly off on the numbers, around 70 per million, right? So it's 10% because they have a very liberal hydroxychloroquine policy. In Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, the poorest places in the world, no social distancing, no masks, no ICUs, they have a death rate of 1% of the Western nations. 1%, 1%, right? Now, I believe it's due to widely available hydroxychloroquine. I don't think you can explain it for any other reason. But even if there's another reason, you certainly can't say that this affects black people worse. <laughs> 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 I, I,